Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke, and you have arrived at your spiritual haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw on the wisdom of the saints, the teaching of the church, the spiritual patrimony of the church to help us to navigate the difficult storms of life. And they are a raging. The world has gone completely insane. Yes. Insane. Yes. And the enemy always overplays his hand. So everything is out on the open. Everything is being revealed. Good good in a way. I I mean, it is. And I I even pray to the Lord, reveal all things, even if it's painful, just reveal it. Right. So that people can wake up, they can see what's true, they can they can understand where they've been led astray. Yeah. And they have time. Yeah. You know, the more we can see, the more we can turn ourselves around and get right with him. Yeah. So that when he comes, because he's coming. Yeah, oh yeah. He's coming he as coming, judge baby. and savior and lord of all. Pecha Picha. He is king of kings. That's right. We must be ready. That's right. You know, overplaying the hands, interesting the 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 benefit of it right because a lot of people lament and are just sad and uh, you know this is all bad including with the hierarchy including with the lady whatever is that there are devout well-formed catholics who get what's going on then there were there's this other very large category at least by the data not not judging but just by the data confused catholics you know there's surveys out there that ask study whether or not catholics what they believe and and the majority of catholics are heretics or don't believe in the, I'm not, again, not a judgment. It's just factual data. They believe teachings that are directly uh, opposed to Catholic teaching. They believe in contraception yeah. and abortion and, you know, what all this other stuff. So they are cafeteria Catholics. But the good thing is happening, you know, just a little bit of light for people so you can be encouraged is that the world is getting so profoundly stupid that and even dark. confused Catholics are going, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, you know, I didn't sign up for this, you know, this, that's too much. That's too far. And I had one Catholic woman who had been away from the church most of her life. And she's in her late sixties now. And she said it was attacks on the church. And what I remembered as true as a child that woke me up to what's really, and now she's devout and totally engaged and getting ready to, you know, to go to her final judgment, God be praised as a faithful Orthodox Catholic. So it's not all, you know, it is gloom out there, but listen, we we win in the end. The bad guys already lost. They got their heinies whooped by even, you know, St. Michael, who's a great, you know, archangel, but not the highest of angels. And, and God himself didn't even have to defeat Satan. St. Michael did it. He said, hey, can you go take care of these idiots? And St. Michael went and kicked their butts. Our Lady. Yeah. Which, and I always just love this because when I hear it, I mean, it just like sets my heart a flutter. But, yeah. you know, we know that her immaculate heart will triumph yeah. in the end. She's promised this. She's yeah. told us. The church has told us. And the thing is, is Our Lady is so little, so small, and she has no shoes. And she crushes the head of Satan. No shoes. No shoes. Crush. Her courage, her her yeah. humility, her goodness, Grind her docility. I mean, she just steps completely into the truth of who she is and comes with uh, all of the graces that the Lord has entrusted to her. She will, she is crushing the head of Satan. Uh, Her immaculate heart will will triumph and we can 
rest in that. So here's the deal. I want to talk to, I want to talk to a, a guy who's a guest of ours now who is doing really the best work. And I, I hate to say that because I have friends and other publishers, but I think they're the best at really also kicking the enemy's butt and publishing great stuff, reversing the tide of, of false teachings in the church because they not only publish the best authors and they're not only the best at what they do in, in helping Catholic teachers and all of that, they do it for all the right reasons and they're actually good at selling books. A lot of publishers are good at publishing books. They're good at selling books and good at reaching audiences and helping people. So we're uh, grateful to have again uh, part two with uh, Charlie McKinney from Sophia Institute Press. Uh, welcome to the back to the show, Charlie. Thanks. Great to be with you. Charlie McKinney has served as publisher and president yeah. of Sophia Institute Press Grand for Poo nine Bob, years. Is like an good yeah, title. there you go. For nine years. Yeah. In 2013, Charlie founded Sophia Institute for Teachers. Again, amazing, amazing resources. If you have children in Catholic schools and your principal does not know this, uh, your superintendent of Catholic schools does not know about it, please um Please get the word out to them. So the Sophia Institute for Teachers uh, was founded and uh, with the mission of forming Catholic teachers through high quality training and curriculum resources that lead students to grow in holiness. Charlie is also publisher of three popular Catholic commentary websites, Catholic Exchange, Crisis Magazine, and 1 Peter 5, as well as Benedictus, which is his new monthly companion to the traditional Latin Mass, happens to be incredibly beautiful as yeah, well. Yeah, it's like a Magnificat, but for the Latin Mass. So those of you who love Latin Mass are still going to Latin Mass parishes or newly in Latin Mass parishes, uh, Benedictus, check it out at Sophia at Sophia's website. Yeah, he also serves um, as a board member of our foundation, the Avila yeah. Foundation, and also the American Principles Project and the New Hampshire-based Family Policy Institute Cornerstone Policy Research. Most importantly, other than living in Amherst, New Hampshire, uh, he is married to Carolyn, and they have five beautiful children. Awesome. Welcome back to the show, Charlie. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, Charlie, I wanted, so the first show, if those folks who missed it, we talked about a new, really beautiful uh, Bible that they're producing called the Catholic Reader's Bible. You can check that out on EWTN's website, on our spiritualdirection.com, on podcasts, all that. You can find that out there um, once it's uh, all published. But, you know, Divine Intimacy Radio and our whole mission is about reproposing the spiritual patrimony of the church, which is, of course, involves Orthodox teaching and all of that. But I want to, I want our readers to hear and get a taste of why I believe in you so much just from you. Like what, what is your heart? What, why do you care about Catholic publishing and, you know, your, your support for Catholic school teachers and all that you do? Like what drives you? In our core purpose of Sophia Institute, uh, we state as uh, the salvation of souls. That's what our goal is. And so that's really what motivates everything we do. Um, I can say in terms of the books we publish, if if I, our editorial team, our marketing team, read a manuscript and feel that it helps us in some way to grow in holiness or to uh, come to know the faith better, then it's it's a book that that we pursue. We don't want to publish anything but just because we think it's going to sell well or because, um, I don't know, because it would be cool to do. Um, we really want to have 
you know, meaning and purpose in our publishing. Um, and in terms of the teachers, I mean, look, we've got a whole team of former teachers here that are uh, running our Sophia Institute for Teachers division. And they've experienced and seen firsthand a lot of the struggles that teachers have, how poorly developed the textbooks are, how they miss so much content out of the Catholic faith. And seeing this gaping hole, which really kind of you know, I was enlightened after my conversion. And several years later, I put my children into Catholic schools and I get exposed for the first time to what these textbooks look like. And that it's just this flavorless Catholicism that's being conveyed to, to our, 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 our children. And that, and that so many teachers uh, just haven't had that rich intellectual catechetical spiritual formation that, that enables them to transcend beyond the textbooks. And so if the text, if the teachers don't have that formation, they rely exclusively on the textbooks. And if the textbooks don't have it, then what you're doing is you're, you're graduating students who don't have a basic understanding of the faith, much less a spiritual life, which is even more important. And so, um, so we started Sophie Institute for teachers to solve that problem, to, to, to form teachers, to give them faithful materials in the classroom because uh, at the end of the day, you know, uh, you want you want these kids to be saints and um, and you've got to give them everything. You got to give them everything you can to to facilitate that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I can really attest to the quality and the the remarkable material. It's interesting that you described uh, the materials that you had seen as flavorless. Um, they were dad poorly um, uh, illustrated fluffy. I mean, you this know, is I, your experience I, as, yes, a Catholic as a Catholic principal, I'd look at materials and I'm going, really, this is what we're, we're trying to convey. No wonder everybody kind of rolls their eyes into their heads. And, you know, it's, it's just having nothing, uh, nothing substantive is going on with it. And, and the thing is, 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 and like it or not, I mean, the truth is I had a, I had a pastor one time when I was a Catholic school principal and he said to me, he said, Stephanie, you know, we've lost generations to poor catechesis, not, not one year, generations of Catholics to poor catechesis. And, and we must bring the best of who we are. We must bring beauty and truth and excitement. I mean, the holy, fi the holy fire of the Holy Spirit transforms. And if we can learn about the truths of the faith and especially help form our teachers who often don't have a lot of formation either. Just because you teach in a Catholic school does not mean you know the faith. And right. so you, the, I love the two part is that you catechize the teachers, you have institutes for them where they can receive formation, learn how to use the materials, learn about why these are, these are important. And then they take that excitement, this newfound faith and beauty, and they actually have something in their hands that is well-written, well-designed, where they can go and, change what's happening in their classroom, pour out the spirit upon the children, and you set that school on fire from the inside out, and you truly can help them become saints. That's good. Yeah, How many well, dioceses are you in, Charlie? The, the great thing about it is that it's actually working. It's not just uh, you know a white paper and a business plan. We've got 60 dioceses now who have outsourced all or a portion of their teacher training, their professional development onto us because every teacher is required to do professional development either by contract or because the diocese requires it. And so we take over those days for them and run our programs. And so we've trained over 30,000 teachers uh, since 2014. Mm -hmm. 
and um, run hundreds of programs across the country. And then our textbooks are now in something like 650 schools uh, across the country are, are using our textbooks. And so it's been, um, and we published those in 2017. So we, we've gained some pretty significant market share in, in just a few years. And I think that's a testament to the fact that, you know what, there is a desire for beauty and there is a desire for truth and there's such a hunger for it. And maybe a lot of these teachers and even students didn't know they were hungering for it, but once they see it and they experience it and they use it, they realize not only they they realize not only what they didn't know, but they also realizes that they realize that their students have a capacity to know more than they give them credit for, because we simply are afraid to teach third graders about concupiscence, for example, that, you know, the a word they can't understand, but you repeat that word over the course of a year and teach them what it means. Those third graders are going to understand that a growing in virtue and overcoming temptation is something that you have to develop the habits for. And, and that sort of formation is essential. And you frankly just don't, don't get it with your standard uh, textbooks and resources. Absolutely. So we're going to take a break, but when we get back, We're going to continue this conversation with Charlie McKinney of Sophia Institute Press. Hi, friends. We want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today. There is a growing need for well-formed, solid spiritual directors in the church today. The Avila Institute, in collaboration with Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction Program, offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards God. The program is grounded in Ignatian and Carmelite spirituality based on a Catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles and the new evangelization. This program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. We're talking with Charlie McKinney about how to really understand, uh, well, getting in the head of a Catholic publisher. I want to shift gears a bit, Charlie, and talk about your heart in terms of, so you said before the break, we don't publish anything we know that doesn't help us spiritually. I've also seen you publish things that I've asked you to publish that we both knew wouldn't make money, but you did it because the publication was, was and would be beneficial for the church. That's very unusual. In contrast, I know of Catholic publishers, and I'll use quotes, so I'm not talking about as an example, good publishers like Ignatius Press, Tan, that's the Baronius, but, but in quotes Catholic, who they'll just as quickly sell a Richard Rohr book. And Richard Rohr is something that you, sh- you, you, you can buy his books, but you should only use them as kindling for your fireplace. <laughs> uh, but they'll just quickly sell a Richard Rohr book as they will something on Thomas Aquinas. They'll, they'll sell whatever sells. That is not your model, right, Charlie? Everything you sell is orthodox. Yeah, yeah. With that, look, uh, I, I'm going to, uh, you know, Judgment Day is going to come for me. And yeah. uh, I want that day to be as uh, as good as possible. Okay. And if if I'm publishing things that I know, 
I'm just going to, you know, make money on and at the same time do damage to souls, then, you know, I, fr I frankly don't want to uh, deal with that. But there are books, like you said, they can have tremendous spiritual impact. Um, but, you know, they're not for everybody. And, and, but, but the, you know, while it's not going to have ongoing impact on our bottom line, right, it is going to have a, 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 an ongoing impact on, on the culture, on the Catholic faith, if, if this sort of book gets out there. And so um, there's several that we've, we've done and that we've done together for that purpose, just because of the, you know, and look, we publish books that do great. We've got, we've got a, a great sales department and I see the, the fact that we are blessed with one book that may sell 20,000 units and gives us a, a, a profit for which to sustain our operations. We have a responsibility to take that and, and use that profit to then publish books that, you know, can have an impact beyond but, but but is not going to bring in the same level of profit. And so as, as long as God continues to bless us with the means to invest in such products, we're going to continue to. Yeah. And you know, what's, what's really awesome about it. Um, first of all, that, that you even consider that you uh, will meet your judgment one day and have to answer for what you do. And I wish all businessmen, I wish all businesswomen, you know, everybody would consider that every day our decisions have an impact so, you know, as, as you're looking towards this, Charlie, and, and this beautiful thing, you know, you think about the books that maybe don't sell the 20,000 units, but have a spiritual impact that mm -hmm. is immeasurable. You know, the, the, the uh, classic commercial of, you know, it's priceless, right? The, the impact of getting one of those really spiritually heavy books that have such an impact in the hands of the right person who may pray that can have a huge impact. So tell me, what are you looking forward to publishing in 2022? Like what's on the docket? What can we look forward to seeing coming from Sophia uh, in the year to come? Yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of great titles. One that I'm particularly excited about is uh, we're, we're publishing the first Linton cookbook with Scott Hahn. Uh, mm -hmm. And we, we've got chef David Geiser is uh, a former Swiss guard who's part of it. The whole first section of that is, uh, conveying the church's teaching on fasting and why it's important oh, and very why, cool. why penance is important. It's, 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 it's describing the ember days, which we don't really practice any much, uh, so much anymore. And so the, the audience for this is sort of your, um, well, it's for all Catholics. Okay. But the people we're really wanting to impact are those who, um, well, they go to mass every Sunday, but they're not necessarily immersed in the spiritual life. And that by publishing this book and getting it in their hands, we're going to expose them to, you know, some teaching and understanding that they might not have uh, known before. So that'll come out in January, the Linton cookbook. Um, we're also publishing two books by Bishop Schneider, Athanasius Schneider. Uh, one is the Catholic mass uh, that'll come out in January. So it's his reflections on, on the Holy mass. And then the second one is the springtime that never came. Uh, that'll come out in May and it's, it's basically his observations on the things that are going awry in the church and, um, and, and, and what we ought to do to address them. 
Um, and then we've got a book by Cardinal Zend coming out in May as well, which is his biography. Um, it, he's just lived a remarkable life in communist China and the, the, his spirituality is so strong. And I, I feel like he's a, a living saint. Uh, and so to, to, to hear his story, uh, it's being translated right now. Um, but we've been working with him over, gosh, about 12 years to do his definitive biography. So we're excited to finally have that come out in May. And then we also acquired uh, Roman Catholic Books, um, which was a publisher, you know, has been publishing books for about 30 years. Uh, and we've just been bringing out so many of those out of print books that uh, that they've published on um, on you know, on the spiritual life. And so we've, you know, our, our spring is just packed with, uh, with those titles. It'll be, we're publishing about eight to 10 books a month, uh, in 2022 is what we've got scheduled. That's awesome, Charlie, but I'm sorry, you missed the most important. Oh, book you know what I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, I was saving the best for last. Okay. <laughs> you, you just, Good. you interrupted me. Uh, the, de <laughs> the devil in the castle, uh, Dan Burke's next book, it's going to be, okay. So not, look, I love Teresa of Avila. All right. And uh, this is going to be a phenomenal book. We've done a first hardcover Dan Burke book. Oh, uh, I didn't know you're doing it in hardcover. This is new. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it in hardcover. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, I felt you deserved it, you know, okay. it's, well, uh, I'll give you it, a hug next time I see Yeah. <laughs> it's a great book. Devil in the castle. We've already got it up on the site. You could pre-order it pre-order it now so that comes out when february i think yeah i think february but it's uh so the subtitle i think is saint uh, saint Teresa of avila spiritual warfare and the progress of the soul and i'm grateful you published it i know it wasn't a hard decision because we how many do we sell on spiritual warfare and discernment of spirits quite a lot right yeah i think i think it was close to 30 thousand uh yeah 30 35 yeah, yeah it sold really well That's awesome. and but this book i love because it's, it's never been done on Teresa of Avila and the history of the church that we're aware of. And it's a, it's a reflection on her perspective on spiritual warfare at each stage of the interior life. So it's, it's, uh, and what part of the one reason I wrote the book, Charlie, it is I, my hypothesis was I'm not crazy. Right. So let's see if the way I think and believe about spiritual warfare, if, if, you know, what's the proper sourcing of it and all of that. And, and in the end, I was delighted because, you know, she's a doctor of the church. She rocked the world and continues to do so in terms of her teaching, the high, most important teaching on prayer in the history of the church. But she had a view of spiritual warfare that is not commonly held in our time, except for some fringy groups. And that is that the enemy is always at work and you mm. have to understand him to defeat him. It, it's not that we focus on the enemy, but that we understand and therefore, you know, are able to defeat him uh, at each stage, knowing what kind of attacks are going to come. Yeah, you can never let your guard down. That, that That's, that's right. Sure. I appreciate you publishing that. Yeah, and I'm excited. And by the way, you know, I, I think your wife does the majority of the graphics for the books and they just are beautiful. She kills it. And she, this, Every time. this one coming out, uh, The Devil in the Castle, you know, your your new book, Dan, is uh, it's so beautiful. It's yeah, it's one of my favorite covers. Oh, yes, beautiful. I love it, ever. Yeah, and Spiritual Warfare and Discernment Spirits cover was, I mean, yeah. simple, but awesome as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so I'm going to kind of transition to something that's near and dear to my heart that a lot of people won't, won't actually know about it, but I was a music major in college. I've got two kids. 
Uh, I've got one that's uh, and and a son-in-law who are both opera singers, uh, Ariel and Keanu. And then I have another son who is also a vocalist. So I want to know what you're doing with Sophia Music and what's this thing about hymnals and yeah, yeah. everything. Tell tell us about this because yeah, I want to make so, sure we don't miss look, it. I, I, I feel like I, I've spent se seven or eight years really building up the press and Sophia Super Teachers and they're getting uh, a, a stable and kind of on rails to a large degree. So I'm trying to find where I can invest my time that can make some meaningful impact. And, you know, to be honest, one of the things I think about when we're out there evangelizing is, you know, let's say we plant a seed and they decide that they're going to go to mass next Sunday. OK, and they just pick a random church and they walk in. It, are, is that experience that they're going to have? Right. It's they're. I don't know. It's a 50 50 chance they go into in, into a mass. And a that's parent. really generous. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is reverent and beautiful and, and is really going to attract and pull them in. OK. And I think one of the reasons for this is just the music. And, uh, and you know, I, I music directors are very busy. OK. And, um, you know, it can't be an easy job. And a lot of the hymnals that are out there are really just Protestant hymnals. OK, there's not Catholic theology in the hymns. And there really has any of the Catholic hymnals are are really just um, abridgments of a Protestant hymnal. So there hasn't been a real Catholic hymnal published in a hundred something years. And so what we're doing is we're putting we're putting together a beautiful Catholic hymnal that has exclusively Catholic hymns that have been sourced from the beginning of time and putting it together in a very easy and accessible way at an inexpensive price. Okay. So that's what we're doing with the hymnals. And then we're working with a guy out in uh, Los Angeles uh, uh, that actually runs Corpus Christi watershed, which is a great resource for musicians and, and parishes uh, to, you know, potentially run programs that are training um that are training music directors Love that. and putting together, look, one of the things we want to do is put together like little YouTube videos where the choir can, can practice. If you're a soprano or whatever, you just hear your piece of it. So you can practice. And when you come together for 30 minutes on Sunday morning or whenever you practice, you've already got all of the notes down and you're, you know, you're further advanced than you would be if you started from scratch. And that, I think, will enable the parishes to then cover a multitude of hymns rather than singing the same five goofy songs uh, every Sunday. And so there's a lot more I could get into. But for the sake of time, I, we're really starting to, to deeply dive into have, how to solve this problem in a meaningful way that 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 will address the issue while lifting the burdens off the people in the in the industry. So, awesome. Charlie, we got to wrap it up. I just want to tell everyone 100%. I couldn't give it a higher endorsement. I believe in it completely, totally. Believe in Charlie. Believe in his team. There's no safer, better publisher. There are great publishers out there like Ignatius and Tan and that. But my number one publisher is uh, Sophia Institute Press. Charlie, thanks for all the great work you do for the church. Well, thank you, guys. And thanks. Thank you for what you do. Thank you, Charlie. Until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.